Hey, it's Dylan here. Did you know that you can watch the entire interview online? The videos are at watch.hadwm.com. Enjoy this episode. Have a drink with me. Hey! Welcome to Have a Drink with Me. I'm your host, Dylan Poliak, and joining me today is an actor best known for his role in the 1999 blockbuster, The Mummy, Nick Laurent. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, that was really my breakout <laughs> role, you know. I, oh, I know. It was you know, my I've, introduction I've, into Hollywood cinema. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen all of your scenes in that movie um, probably ten times now. Oh, you're you're a diehard fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then I just shut the movie off. <laughs> yeah, well, you only have to watch the first two minutes of the movie to see me. So, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> did you have a? Um, did you have like a name or like a, a role that it was named like running kid or anything? No, unfortunately, uh, you know, us thespians often go uncredited in uh, these <laughs> larger productions, you know, our co-stars, yeah. you know, Brendan Fraser, Rachel mm-hmm. Weiss, they take all the credit. So yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, obviously you are not, uh, just known for that. You are a huge part of corridor digital and corridor crew and all of that fun stuff. Uh, Indeed. yeah. And, uh, so I'm, I'm very happy to have you on because I just love everything you guys do. Thank you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It's uh God, it's, it's a great job. <laughs> we get to, oh, I bet. <laughs> to be nerds and make a living out of it. So, Hey man, what more can you ask for? Exactly. It's it's a great so for this episode, uh, you've picked our drink, and we are having uh, whiskey gingers. Whiskey gingers are some of my favorite drinks. In fact, as far as whiskey drinks go, I used to be a big old fashioned guy. Um, Oh yeah, but they're just a bit too sweet. So whiskey gingers like ride that line perfectly. I think. Um, Mm -hmm. As far as you know, you can. Can still have some interesting flavor in there, but it doesn't, you know, hit you with all the sugar at once. Plus ginger. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm I'm a ginger addict. I just sit there and eat ginger, like pickled ginger. Oh wow. So I'm a freak. It's cool. But <laughs> And that's what our episode is about. It's about yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. just uh eating pickled ginger. <laughs> well, you're talking about hidden talents <laughs> and uh I can eat a lot of fucking ginger so there's my there talent. <laughs> talent number one yeah ginger no i'm just kidding yeah i um i always like uh just drinking straight whiskey but i think if i have to have a mixer with it i have to go with ginger ale because it it just cuts it down so much more and it's yeah. smoother and i feel like i don't feel worse like i feel like my stomach feels great after <laughs> It's super good for your stomach. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing, I like drinking just straight whiskey too. I'm I'm the same. Um, yeah. But you can't do that all night and still <laughs> well, mm-hmm. maintain your faculties. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, whiskey gingers are they're just uh, kind of an intermediary way to to keep drinking a lot of whiskey. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't get uh, acid reflux as much. Well, I don't know about you personally, but I personally uh, don't get oh, acid reflux as much when I've got the ginger ale in there. Totally. I had to stop drinking IPAs because it would just oh. kill me, dude. Mm-hmm. Ah, getting older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have to like now add mixers to our drinks, yeah, which is yeah. just like, 
what a what a terrible way to go. I know. It's a slow, slow decline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it used to be straight straight whiskey and now it's like mostly whiskey, a little bit of ginger ale, and then it's going to turn into ginger ale and then just like a little like thimble of whiskey. Of whiskey. Yeah. And then it's gonna, you know, my grandfather is uh you know he's aging he's in a an assisted living home and he loves beer he's always loved beer but mm -hmm. you know it's not good for his health at this age so my yeah. aunt will give him non-alcoholic beer and he doesn't know the difference bless his heart but mm -hmm. you know I, I have a feeling that's the last level of the slow decline <laughs> is your relatives sneaking you you know Tricking placebos you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah, hey, you know, he's very, he's much healthier for it. So, well, that's good. That's good. I think that's a, that's a good secret to have, you know, it's a yeah, good it does, lie. Doesn't leave this podcast. Uh, don't. Yeah. Don't <laughs> yeah. Anyone uh, listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube, I mean it. just go ahead and stop listening, stop watching and, uh, you know, delete your browser history. Yes. This did yes. not happen. My grandfather um, is a very accomplished hacker. So yeah, <laughs> I hope that he does see this episode and it causes <laughs> family drama. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh boy. I would love to hear about that. Just, uh, <laughs> you know, some issues in the Laurent household. Um, oh, so this episode, uh, you and I spent, I, I'm going to call you out here. Uh, yeah. I've spent more time with you discussing what our topic should be than it will take for this entire episode. Um, <laughs> so we finally uh, came to an agreement on hobbies and hidden talents, kind of a little mixture of the both. Um, and I'm excited to get into this because I have, uh, every episode that I do of Have a Drink With Me, I have a huge list of, okay, I did a research on this topic, this movie, I've got you know timestamps of when this happens, whatever. For your episode, I have two words. One is coins, <laughs> and two is shrimp. Shrimp. Oh, let's start with shrimp. Let's start with shrimp. So, I know this is an <laughs> ongoing joke with you it and uh, the corridor crew. So, can you uh, just give me a little bit of backstory on that? Okay. So, for anyone watching. Most of you probably don't know because you're an actual sane person who has a life. Uh, I run a subreddit called r slash shrimp memes. We, uh, <laughs> we deal in all sorts of shrimp related memory uh, for shrimp enthusiasts, collectors, and you know people who own habitats of shrimp, and also people who like to consume shrimp or people just, who just you know are fans in general. All are welcome over at shrimp memes as long as you're not a crab or lobster lover. Oh, yeah. You know, you're welcome. Um, yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Lesser decapod crustaceans. <laughs> we don't talk about that. No, but in all seriousness, <laughs> in all seriousness, um, this whole thing, I don't, you know what? Another secret. I don't even like, I was never a big shrimp person before. Like, I like it <laughs> just as much as anyone else, right? Nothing like, leaves this podcast. Nobody repeat just, what Nick is telling us. So, <laughs> it just became an inside joke in Corridor. Like, I think it was like 2017. I think 2017 summer, we went to Minnesota to do this. Um, I'm probably getting the year way wrong, but it's all a blur. It's all. Blur. Mm -hmm. 
um, to do this tanks shoot. We did the World of Tanks integration. We went out to a small town in Minnesota in the dead of summer, and we're out there. And usually what happens, I mean, Corridor was much, this was before React popped off, yeah. before the React show. So we were a much smaller crew back then. We had about six full-time people. It was Nico, Sam, Jake, Carmichael, me, Ren, and, I th- and Christian was there too. So um, yeah, it was a small crew, man. Um, and then, you know, we'd have people who'd come in and be there on like contract and stuff, but that was the core. And, mm. um, so we were, we were all staying in this, this house cause we, we just rent an Airbnb and, you know, generally what happens is we'll, we'll arrive at, at the town, we'll check into the Airbnb and then we'll all go grocery shopping. Right. Or back then that's what we did. And, yeah. you know, we're getting groceries for the, the weekend, the long weekend. And for some reason, <laughs> um, oh, Clint was there too because we hired Clint to act in the video. So for some reason, Clint and I freaking see this shrimp cocktail, like this gross, just like freaking ready-made shrimp cocktail sitting at the, I forget, it was like a Kroger or something in Minnesota. And we're like, we're going to buy this. This is going to be great. This is going to really go down well later when we're all drinking mm-hmm. whiskey. So... We got like th- we got like three of them of the shrimp <laughs> platters, and that shrimp it was like it was like Hanukkah, man. Okay, like you know, one little bit of oil lasted for eight nights. <laughs> this this helping of shrimp lasted us for the whole shoot, and and we we feasted <clears throat> upon the shrimp, son. Like you know, we'd be drinking every night after a long day's work. We'd be. Christian would be cooking up some amazing meal like he does. He, he, he mm-hmm. always takes it upon himself to be the head chef when we go on these, these shoots. So, but then <laughs> Clint and I kept bringing out the shrimp and Sam thought it was hilarious. And we all just started about shrimp. And for some reason, shrimp was just a big inside joke from there. Um, and then I think, I think on our discord, I shared a meme, like a, a shrimp meme. And kind of just discovered that there was a subreddit it had like 50 followers and it had been dead for, mm-hmm. you know, years. So I, I did the whole forum. Just like the shrimp cocktail you bought. Just like the dead shrimp. for years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was on ice. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, there were still like a couple active members, like two, but the mods were all, were all gone, you know, washed mm-hmm. away with the tides. So. Um, yeah, I, I, so on Reddit, if, if there's a, a subreddit that is inactive, you can like petition to resuscitate it. And so I was like, yo, man, let me be the, let me be a moderator on this page. And me and my brother sat down, like two, this was like two, two years ago and we gave it a makeover. You know, we really just, just spruced it up, spruced the place up. So. Yeah, and now I'm happy to say, you know, it's a healthy little subreddit. Um, by healthy, probably about as healthy as a, a shrimp is. You know, yeah. Like when you think of, <laughs> of animals on a health scale, shrimp are mm-hmm. pretty down down there, probably. But oh um, yeah, water yeah, bugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. They're just insects of the sea. But yeah, uh, yeah man. So it's just, I like shrimp memes because you know, shrimp are the everyman's seafood. Right. Well, yeah. You got yeah, lobsters, which are, you know, they used to be the poor food as well, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, now they're reserved for the elite, you know. 
I'd love and to try one one day. Dude, honestly, lobsters suck. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> shrimps are where it's at. And then second mm-hmm. to that is crab, bro. If, if you have to... Yeah. If you're, like, having a hankering for some crustacean, okay? Mm-hmm. Crab. All the way. Well, yeah. All the yeah. Way. Well, the thing is, you're, you're never going to find lobster in a dumpster. But you will find shrimp or crab. So that's like, True. you know, it, anyone can have it. It's all yeah. uh, all walks of life. You can find it in a dumpster. You can find it um, really anywhere. <laughs> that dumpster shrimp. <laughs> I love that this episode, this episode is no longer hobbies and hidden talents. This is just a shrimp episode. Well, you know what? That's all right. You know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're going with the winds. So, yeah. <laughs> and... Whiskey gingers and shrimp cocktails are a great match. So, oh yeah, but, but oh, I really, should have like, gotten some. So wait, so you've never had lobster? No, I have. I was just okay. trying to make a joke that I'm not elite enough. Ah, yes, yes. Well, yeah, you know how it is with us peons, mm-hmm. us peasants. Yeah, we honestly, man, crab has this sweetness to it, and lobster for me, every time I eat it, it just is so bland. I'm like, why do people pay so much for this? Um, yeah. So I, I don't get it, personally. Labos, crabs, whatever. But shrimp. <laughs> Does that well, satisfy the, the backstory of the shrimp? <laughs> I, I, I hope yes. it all is explained now. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that I can gain the rights uh, to this, to one day create Shrimp the Movie and yeah, just yeah. have your whole life story. Well, look, shrimp are one of the most underserved and underrepresented crustaceans in pop culture today. <laughs> you have Forrest Gump, but, you know, what was that, late 90s or something? Oh, yeah. So I think it's a, tra- a travesty. I think that, you know, there should be more media focused upon these little guys because mm-hmm. they, they really brighten our day. So, and it starts here tonight. It starts here tonight. Everyone watching, yeah. comment below. Email, uh, email, fucking Disney, uh, mm-hmm. Mandalorian. Eh. You know, imagine yeah. what we could do with the volume. Imagine oh, how we could, we could bring the audience into the ocean. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mandalorian saying, season man. three better have saying. Grogu eating some shrimp. No yeah, more I macaroons. Mean, precisely. Shrimp. There's shrimp <laughs> in the universe of Star Wars. I, I think it's canon. There's yeah, crazier Mon- stuff in the Star Wars camp. Mon Calamari. So. I mean, come on. They're wet. They probably <laughs> taste like shrimp. I would wager. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you know that I'm now going to join the uh, R Shrimp Memes uh, subreddit because this episode is about hobbies and hidden talents. And one of my slash hobbies hidden talents is I endlessly make memes. Oh, because. What? I open my stupid phone all the time and I go through notes of like, just to see stuff that I've written. And I checked today and Benicio Del Taco is just the only note that I have written. So I'm going to go ahead and I'll probably make that tomorrow so that it pops up somewhere. But, uh, but yeah, memes, I, I just love making stupid stuff. So I am actively going to be a part of this subreddit. Well, look, look. We have a, a kind of a rule of thumb when I make shrimp memes, and mm-hmm. I would love to see you participate. Um, don't tell me your username. I want to try to figure it out once you start dropping some hot memes. But okay, 
you know, as as when one cooks shrimp, it is a very low effort thing. You know, you don't need to cook them long. Yeah, it's generally you just add the shrimp and like a couple minutes later they're done. That's mm-hmm. about how much time you should spend on a shrimp meme. You know, yeah. rule of thumb. You, you don't cook them for a long time. You cook no, them for a good time. But they taste just so sweet. So oh, I'm so going to be a part of this. And the, the have a drink with me uh, social media is going to be nothing but shrimp from now on. Oh, I you know what? Welcome to the light side, my friend. <laughs> so shrimp was my first word on my uh, on my list here. But uh, coins, that's another thing that we see a lot of. Uh, <laughs> You know, behind the behind the scenes corridor stuff is uh, you collect coins and you like to do a little restoration on them. I see that a lot. Yeah, man. That's so. God, how did I even find that hobby? I've always been I've always been a huge history fan. Shrimp aside, you know, mm-hmm. in all seriousness, I think history is super cool. I've been interested in it since I was a small child. My parents, my my mom, uh, she had a period of her life when she was working uh, with a excavation, like archaeology excavation, doing art, drawing all the artifacts and stuff. And she'd always show yeah. me that stuff and show, tell me about the stories. So I've always like been interested in being an archaeologist. And I think if I wasn't in the film industry, which is my first love, I would want to be out there digging up old stuff, you know, and like mm-hmm. discovering and cataloging and appreciating history. And so you know, it's one thing, you know, reading books is amazing, but like to be able to hold history in your hands is another thing. So I got into like ancient numismatics. So like, you know, buying these ancient coins, uh, collecting them, learning about them and, you know, keeping them for the next, you know, generation. When I pass, Mm -hmm. I'll donate them to a museum or give them to someone who appreciates them. So, you know, you're kind of the caretaker of these artifacts. Um, And, you know, I was, I think I got into this like four years ago or so. And I saw a YouTube video of, it's like, has like 200 views. It's like Mm -hmm. a guy cleaning a coin. I was like, what's this? And he has like a microscope and he takes this like small needle and he starts like, it's like this crusty ass disc, you know, Mm -hmm. just dirt. And I started watching this thing. It was the most satisfying thing ever. I I love seeing things restored, like restoration videos, like, you know, rusty hammer restored to new. It's like the most satisfying (laughs) content. And there's so much of it. But Mm -hmm. this is the only time I'd ever seen like an ancient piece of history. And this guy was there and like seeing this, I was like, okay, wait, you can, you can get these. And Mm -hmm. it turns out you can, um, turns out ancient coins aren't really that rare at all. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about it like pennies, right? Like how many pennies are there? How many pennies do we mint? And then you get Mm -hmm. like 300 years of pennies. How many pennies would there be? And then you know, eliminate all credit cards, eliminate all digital currency, all like, you know, paper currency. Think about how many coins they needed to keep the economy going. So they, they minted these things by the millions, man. And, you know, a lot of them survive today in various States, but you know, the gold, the silver, that's obviously valuable, but Mm -hmm. the bronze, which is what most, you know, copper alloys, um, most of the money was the small change. 
uh, that stuff's really common. And it's really cool if you want uh, a non-expensive way, well, can be non-expensive um, until you get sucked into the rabbit hole, like any hobby, right? Any good hobby mm-hmm. starts like, oh, man. And then you just get depressed because <laughs> your money's gone. <laughs> but, um, you know, these it's a really good way to appreciate and hold history in your hands. And so mm-hmm. back to what I was saying. My hobby in, in particular, I'm not a big like collector. Like I like collecting some some pieces, but mm-hmm. I generally don't like just buy a coin that's already like preserved and stuff. I like to buy yeah. metal detector finds. And, you know, these things are museums don't really want them because they're a lot of work to clean and yeah. to restore. So generally, and there's so many of them, um, people don't you know, they sell them. Like you can buy them online. You can even buy them on eBay. Uh, you got to be careful who you're buying from, but you know, that's a good place to start if, if you're looking to, you know, to start out in this and you literally take these things that are encrusted with 2000 la- or years of, you know, this layer of yeah. it's, it's a, it's kind of like when you go to the dentist and they start scraping away at the plaque it's like that mm-hmm. consistency. This dirt has has solidified. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a chore, but very like zen and satisfying if you have patience and a steady hand. And I don't know. It's 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 like a little bit of archaeology you can do in your in your home, you know. Yeah. Without having That's to a good way to, to put it. Tunisia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just want to stay in LA, you know, go to work tomorrow. And yeah. I'm a, I'm an archaeologist. I order coins from eBay. Yeah. And then yeah. I, uh, I, I sit in my mom's uh, dining room and I exactly. sweep away. There you yeah. go. And, you know, That's anyone fun. can do it. And I don't know. I just think it's really cool because you never know what's going to be under there, too. Um, yeah. I've, I've found some, like, I have learned about some really interesting periods of, of you know, the vast Roman history and Greek history because I'm, you know, uncovering these guys mm-hmm. and you know these coins like one thing it makes you realize is like we think about history as really far away and like it was so different but people mm-hmm. were just like us man people were fucking you know angry talking yeah essentially and I'll, <laughs> I'll get to that but yeah. like it was so <laughs> similar and you see that like that's one reason i like roman history a lot is because like you know, from a Western perspective, mm-hmm. their society was very similar to ours. I mean, like they had fast food restaurants. They lived in urban cities. There was a large amount of them that lived in urban cities and lived kind of like I do in Koreatown. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I live in an apartment building. They lived in an apartment building. You know, mm-hmm. they went to fast food because they a didn't have time to cook or you know wanted cheap food that was ready-made and they would go Mm -hmm. you know they found these establishments and it's fascinating if you look up you know the ruins of pompeii and herculaneum you can see these places and it looks like a fucking panda express yeah it's crazy dude there's like all the little like food pots in this like stone hewn counter and so it's just crazy it blows my mind a little bit just to you know think about how different it is but also how similar and how they're just humans and what you said about TikToking, though, these coins were like the first social media on a mass scale that, ever, I mean, 
not Roman coins, but any coinage. Like as mm-hmm. soon as some guy started stamping his name and his titles and his, his accomplishments on a piece of metal mm-hmm. that was widely distributed, that was yeah. social media back then. It yeah. was only the few powerful people who had it. Oh, but yeah. this, this was used not only for money, it was propaganda. It was mm-hmm. for flexing on your, your enemies. Yeah. And, Yo, and, follow no, really. me on coin. Follow no, me on sure. coin. <laughs> like for real, man. Like there's a <laughs> there's a a famous like one of the first instances of this that comes to mind is like Julius Caesar. Okay, like everyone knows uh, Julius Caesar was the first emperor, right? He he ended <laughs> the republic effectively, and he had a you know he fought this bloody long civil war basically after the Senate tried to you know strip him of all his power, and he had this this enemy uh this ex-general and statesman named pompey well wasn't ex after that but pompey had you know a couple famous gaffes under his belt right political gaffes just like today how you know trump or biden you know falls down the stairs or trump you know his hair falls off doesn't know how to drink water yeah (laughs) (laughs) like it's the same dude it's the fucking same thing like the people Mm -hmm. are fickle and they wanted entertainment and the politics were very entertaining so this guy mm-hmm. Pompey, he has a triumph through Rome, right? And uh, he was a famous general. He'd campaigned all over the world. And he decided, hey, I'm going to do my triumph, which is basically a big parade. It's like a military yeah. parade with the tinker tape and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just ride into Rome on the back of an elephant. And I think he had like a whole caravan of elephants. I'm probably fucking this up. But he, he decides to like sit on this fucking elephant <laughs> You know, on like the whole, like, it's like a podium that's built on their back. Yeah. And it was all built up, you know, oh, the conquerors are turned. He has the beasts of the, the you know, barbarian lands and he's tamed them. And the dude like goes up to the, the city gate of Rome and it's like too tall to get through. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the guy, he has to, he has to get off the elephant and walk through like a schmuck. So this turned into oh, a big, man. a big thing. You know, everyone was clowning on Pompey for this. So, and so, you know, f- fast forward, blah blah blah. Fast forward, Caesar and Pompey are, are bitter enemies, and mm-hmm. Caesar, you know, marches into Rome after chasing Pompey off the Italian p- peninsula, and he has to pay his soldiers. So he goes and he raids the treasury of Rome, you know, and starts minting his own coins, basically, like, which was another thing this motherfucker did. He was like, "Eh, I don't need the Senate to tell me I can make coins. I'm just going to make them. So he did. Yeah. And he just literally stole all the silver and shit and gold from Rome and and melted it down. But on the coin, he puts a fucking elephant and then he puts his name (laughs) under it as a big fuck you to Pompey. The first (laughs) meme. This was a fucking meme, dude. Yeah. Caesar was oh, memeing man. this guy back in, like, this. so like, <laughs> it's fascinating to me because like, this would have been widely distributed. All the soldiers would have known the story. He would have known the story and Pompey would have known the story. Mm-hmm. So imagine how that guy felt when he was getting memed on, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, and then you have to use that coin. Like if I had to pay for something that's a meme about me, I'd be pretty pissed off. And like, right? you know that that guy at some point had yeah. one of those and was like i got it and these the, these coins are really this. cool man this is he would pay his own soldiers with them but you got to imagine like you know pompey kills a couple of his soldiers or hundreds of them in battle 
they loot the bodies and then (laughs) then his soldiers sees them they're like oh those fuckers you know (laughs) so i don't know i'm sure i'm sure pompey knew about this and was you know probably miffed about it but anyway like i I feel like and, and you see this all the time like you see like you know after caesar and the empire starts you get whole bunch of emperors um good Mm -hmm. and bad ones and they all do the same thing and this wasn't anything new the romans didn't invent this but they took it that extra level you know often they'd show on their coins like acts of war crimes you know not that that's a good thing but they'd have like barbarian captives you know know, Mm -hmm. kneeling below them because it's all this like classical composition of i'm big and powerful these guys are small you know we are better than them so Mm -hmm. it's just and they wanted everyone to know it, even the conquered people that they were distributing this money to. So, yeah, um, it, it's fascinating to me, and to um, to be able to hold these things in your hand, and you just kind of wonder, like, who held these? You know, like who dropped this yeah. in the dirt, and then it stayed there for two thousand years, and now I get to let it see the light of day for the first time. You know, yeah. and so. It's it's fascinating if you're a, a huge antiquity nerd, and uh, <laughs> so that's one of my hidden yeah. hobbies. Um, I'm not, not so I, hidden. I'm anymore, I'm not an antiquity nerd, but I find that fascinating. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, it's it's something that's. I mean, next time we hang out, I'll give you a couple coins. You can try cleaning them. Oh, nice. <laughs> try them out. <laughs> Make me do your work. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. I actually, I would I would love to do that. Um, with, we were talking about, uh, you know, collecting and hobbies and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so right here and how expensive it gets is, you know, I have the 1997 collection of, uh, Star Wars Power of the Force. And I was actually going through it today. My, I've got a huge box, uh, next to me here and I almost have all of them and I've been collecting them since, um, you know, 1995, and uh oh my gosh and it does it gets to that point where you are like all my money is going towards this so like my wife and i just recently had an agreement that you know i've got some doubles of those and i was like okay i'm gonna sell my doubles i'm gonna sell some of my old toys but here's what i'm gonna do that money that i get is mine and then i get to spend it towards (laughs) new toys and whatever so i have this like huge thing of like okay well if I can buy a, a lot on eBay of like, you know, 50 Star Wars toys, then I need four or five of them, but then I can sell the other ones and it keeps, <laughs> it keeps the collection, you know, rejuvenated. Do, do, do you find yourself doing that? Like finding these lots that people will sell just like garage sale closeouts or whatever. And then you find oh, yeah. like gems in there. Yeah. I'm so on fun. eBay and offer up every day and yeah. I hate it. It's like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm just working and then, I get this stupid idea in my head of just like, I'm going to check eBay real quick. Dude, and then okay, it's, so- it's like half an hour of diving through of, um, okay, so I have I have Boba Fett with the full circle hands uh, painted black, but then I also have Boba Fett without the circled painted hands, but I'm missing Ooh. his gun. I'm missing his, I'm missing his like, um, his cape thing. So now I have to find this and, and it's exhilarating. <laughs> so... <laughs> I can relate. And you know, that, that elephant meme coin that I just, you know, the Julius Mm -hmm. Caesar coin I just explained to you is it's a pretty sought after coin. It's not like the most, but what's like the elephant denarius of like collecting star Wars toys from the nineties. Like what's like, what's one of the crowning jewels that like you've been wanting to find or that you have. So 
I, this is awesome that you just asked me this because this is kind of a joke between uh, my wife and myself because of how out of uh, control my, my collections become. So luckily this toy line, Star Wars Power of the Force 1995, is not that hard to come by. You know, okay. uh, they, they're all around five to $10 per, uh, per figure, but there's something that I always wanted. It was, it always was the, uh, the Holy grail of collecting for this series. And I never okay. pulled the trigger on it just because I couldn't really find a reason to spend this kind of money, but it's the AT, -AT uh, vehicle oh, dude, dude. and the full. Oh yes, you have it. And oh, I, told my, yeah. I told my wife once <laughs> I find one online, so I'm badass. going to I'm going to buy Has it. Has the guys in there too? Oh, oh, it sure does. And I told her if I can find this for around a hundred dollars, yes. which it, it typically goes a hundred, you know, one hundred and fifty. It's not too hard to find, but I was finding Dude. a lot of a lot of auctions that were like two hundred dollars, whatever. And it was always missing like the pieces of it, whatever. So I finally found this one. It was $75 nice. plus $25 shipping. And so I was like, I have to do this. But I found another one that was $75, $75 total shipped, but it was like a best offer type thing. Okay. Oh, no, no, it wasn't a best offer. It was an, an auction. So I bid yeah, yeah. $75 to get it. Then someone else outbid me. It was like 80, 85, whatever. So then I bought this one. But the other seller retracted their bid on the other one. So I now own two yeah, AT-AT Power of the Force <laughs> 1997 vehicles. You have the whole fleet. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, great. <laughs> so, yeah. So I figure I, I should just keep buying more. Yeah. No, you should. Yeah. You should buy like... Just ten more, probably at yeah, least. But yeah, yeah. your so wife will love that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I luckily I have my own office, so I've got places where I can hide them. But um, <laughs> but yeah, that, I would say that was like the the main thing that I wanted. It is really fun trying to hunt down. Um, like I was saying, the Boba Fett, you know, a variant. You know, his hands have like a little black circle. That's like okay. some just weren't painted, and oh. some were. So. It's yeah, and, fun and that was trying an accident? to track that down, or or was that like they changed the style like for like pretty a month sure or it was an I'm pretty sure it was an accident. Yeah, and yeah. And, and, uh, in the coin so world, we call that a minting error, and it makes them uh, very yeah. valuable. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if if mine are valuable. I don't know which one this this one is. This is the full circle, but the uh, yeah the non circle. I need Ooh. to get like the little pieces parts for. So I've been like. This just came in the mail yesterday. This is like all the Star Wars oh. uh, extra figures that I can sell because I don't need Hell them. Yeah. But I'm like trying to find all the little weapons and, and stuff so that I can complete, yeah. you know, my, my loose collection of them. Man. But uh, so, so do you usually buy them loose or do you buy them in the package, like mint state ever? I am not a mint collector. I'm very That's a whole cool other with, thing. Very cool with loose. I like to hold them. I like to see them. I like to be able to like turn them around and like, yeah. and, and, and check them out and play um, with them. God damn it. Like, yeah, they're fucking toys. <laughs> you got to play with them. Come on. I mean, right next to me here. I mean, I'll never open this, 
because oh. you know <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is the yes. he's the key to all of Star Wars. So. Misa valuable. Um, <laughs> Misa worth many coin. No, dude. No, I, I I love that because the point of collecting is to bring yourself joy, and I think the yeah. the whole sterile out outlook on collecting of like I must keep it in its box, I must keep it behind a glass case. It's so mm-hmm. like why why do you yeah what joy do you get from that and that's the same thing with coins like there's some people like a lot of the people who collect modern coins i'm not really a modern coin guy they never touch them they keep them slabbed they call them slabbing them which is like they'll get like a accredited coin oh company to like put them in a case that's like has a serial number and all this shiny Mm -hmm. shit on it and they'll never touch it and it'll just sit in a cabinet but like for me like i like to hold a coin that was like i don't like the brand new ones I like the mm-hmm. old ones that you can tell I went through thousands of hands, you know, and like yeah. had they're worn and they're, they have like a quality and a touch to them. And it's fun mm-hmm. to fucking hold that shit and like appreciate oh, yeah. it, turn it, see how it catches the light. Same thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's the point if you can't ha- like hold it in your hand? So, yeah, I have my new justification with my wife of uh, continuing this collection because I was like, ooh, one day I'll play with our kids with it. Perfect. So it's like now yeah. I have to have kids <laughs> so that I can justify my collection. Yes. Um, you know, and ha- uh, fuck, how am I going to justify my collection? Yeah. <laughs> when time machines are invented, when the apocalypse happens, I'll have some like some coins to to pay the tribes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the desert tribes that. Yeah. When we when electricity Max. is a thing yeah. of the past. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be paying with some <laughs> some elephant coin. There you go. Yeah. No man, it's a uh, it's fun. Hobbies are. Hobbies are so important, man, to like give us a break from the grind, as it were, and you know, just keep keep some other spark of inspiration, I think. Um Oh yeah. So yeah, man. That's really cool. I didn't know you collected. <laughs> oh. I've got hundreds. Oh, I collect. Yeah, no, and I know if you turn the camera around, there's gonna be like piles. Yeah. It's it I've got I don't even need to get into it. But yeah, I mean I've got like these guys just it's just the uh, bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back, but yeah. also, I mean, you can see that, that's got... the part of the iceberg you can see, though. Yeah, and then... you know, uh, Luke on the Tauntaun, whatever. You know, uh, some of the newer stuff too. Um, oh yeah, I, I forget Amazing. that I'm. You're watching a different video. I'm recording with another <laughs> with my and phone as well. <laughs> you're literally composed of about six pixels right now, so I can't really see too well. But you know, my mind's eye, I can I can get the gist of it. So well, good. Yeah, that's the funny part of like of ZenCaster is it's like oh we're recording high res and it's going to be beautiful, but then the second that you're like all right, start the call, everything's just. Yeah, know, six dude. pixels. Yeah. Like, I can see your mustache, which is good. Perfect. That's probably, like, yeah. three of the pixels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's uh, three uh, I can see yours, like, too, actually. Pixels. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. It's like Morse code, visual Morse code. I can <laughs> yeah. see if you're smiling that... or not, but where do they go? <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, so, outside of shrimp and coin, um, obviously, you're a filmmaker, and yes. uh, you've got your your short Beverly, which I've seen, and I yeah. texted you that I enjoyed it, and I wasn't lying because uh, I really I really liked it. And Thanks, you can man. tell that you're a film you're a, actually a filmmaker <laughs> because it's not just here's a, a video. You know, it's it's got its style to it of how uh, transit uh, how it transitions and and everything. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you. that was what 2019. 
yeah, so yeah, we shot that 2018, and then it came out 2019. And yeah, man, we we did some festivals. We got it. It's up on Amazon Prime, so you can go watch it. It's if you just type in like Beverly, you'll you'll, you'll see it. It's uh, I think it's, it's like uh, it's like a dollar, a dollar or two dollars. Yeah, I think it it is a dollar, but I think if you have a Prime membership, it's free. I'm, I I don't recall, but mm. um, yeah, I think it might be a dollar. Um, it's been a while to be honest. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> well, I I haven't been so that project has kind of lapsed into my memory because um, yeah, for the last year I've been working on a feature. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that has, you know, Beverly kind of set the stage for like, okay, here's like, here's a level of quality that can be achieved by just like, you know, shooting low budget with a skeleton crew yeah, um, with, you know, I guess relatively little effort. Like we, mm-hmm. we put obviously a lot of effort into it, but you know, it's all, that was made for no money. I yeah. shot it on my own camera, the A7S Mark II with my own lenses, some Roki non-primes and, you know, just use my friends as actors. Brett's in it. If, if you know Brett what up, from son? Corridor. What up, son? Exactly. Son's <laughs> in it. Got Cote Galloway in it, Robert Sisko. So it was a very contained cast and. It was just kind of like uh, I've always been making short films since I was, you know, 10 years old. I literally I know that's the classic fucking story that every asshole filmmaker says. Oh, I've been making it since (laughs) I was a baby. I was fucking Mm -hmm. directing shit. But no, but really, I unfortunately it's true. My own birth. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was literally selfieing my own birth. Yeah. And it was fucking epic. No, Um, (laughs) that's how, you know, I got involved with the corridor guys because they'd been, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd. We'd all been putting out, you know, short films on YouTube and there's a meme. So like, that's how I met Brett is we were all making these short films that had to do with post-apocalypses and gas mask wearing protagonists. Mm. Like (laughs) for some reason, like I was working on this, it's called Hollow. Okay. Hollow, like Sleepy Hollow. And it's on my YouTube channel still. It's like a 30 minute fucking film. And I made this right after high school with my friend Jason Comerfelt, who's a really good VFX artist. He brought the VFX to the table. I brought the camera work and the editing to the table, and we made a good team. And, you know, it's about this guy who's surviving in post-apocalypse. I fucking fi- – we finally finish it. I post it. And, like, the same week, I see this fucker Brett Skate posts the same fucking film just produced in Atlanta, Georgia, called The Freelands. Amazing film. And we instantly like bonded over, these were the days of like Facebook being cool. Right. So we bonded over Facebook (laughs) back when you'd actually use it and your grandma wasn't Mm -hmm. just, you know, racist on there. Um, Oh yeah. So we bonded over Facebook and that's how, you know, cause we were making the same film literally. Like it was like, we had the same style, the same vision. And that's, you know, that's how I met Brett and through Brett, you know, through Facebook, I met Sam and Nico and then, you know, we were all making movies and stuff, and that's how I got connected with those guys through YouTube, man. It's all through YouTube. So yeah, oh, that's awesome. Beverly was like kind of a like me, because like you know, corridor takes a lot of uh, time to do all that stuff, right? We're producing like a lot of content, so it was like me, like okay, I need to make something on the weekends, you know, and yeah. like you know, I can have this corridor career, but like my and, you know, I'm very open about this. Like, I want to make, f- like, features, you know, eventually yep. down the road. And I want to make narratives that are, you know, dramatic and, you know, 
have to do maybe with history or have to do with like, you know, darker elements of human nature. Yeah. And, you know, corridor maybe someday will be the place for that. And I love what I make there and I get to teach people and excite people about the industry and about, you know, the mm-hmm. effects stunts, like just awesome stuff. Yeah. But I always wanted to make a feature film. Mm-hmm. Like since I was like a little kid. So that's what we did this last year. I met uh, my friend Chris and his wife, Kika. Um, they had a script that they'd been working on and they'd had, you know, a couple attempts to get it produced. He'd written it. She came up with the story and it's a story about this woman who is, you know, catfished and she's kidnapped and abducted into this human trafficking ring. And it's basically a really fucked up road trip film. It's yeah. Sounds uh, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a hard it's been, you know, it's like to dive into this world has been very uh interesting. And but it's it's yeah. I think it has a really good like message in that, you know these things are happening. Like we, mm-hmm. we see this, I guess, most recently in the Epstein shit, you know, that came out about, yeah. about that guy and how connected and like, just like he was everywhere. And like, I think that only probably scratched the surface of like how much human trafficking there is mm-hmm. going on all around us. Like, yeah, who knows how many times you've driven by a car and there's someone who's being essentially held captive in it. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of, if people can walk away from this film just with a little bit more awareness of that, that would be, I think a really good outcome from it. But yeah, man, it's been intense and we are like really close to locking the edit. So like really yeah. like kind of down the road and post-production on it. And it's been crazy fucking learning experience, man. It's oh, been, I bet. Do you know, have a title a, for the movie yet? Yeah. Yeah. It's called the girl in the back seat. Um, the girl in the back seat. So we uh kind of settled on that that long form title. <laughs> so I mean here I can, it works. Um, yeah, man. I think it it works. Um let's see if I pull up a poster here. Oh, this is a rough poster, but can you see that? I can see it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it looks great. Anyway, man, so this has been, you know, we're we're trying to we're trying to navigate and figure out how to be an indie movie that was made on almost no budget. Yep. Who doesn't have any name actors or name, you know, people associated with it. And then a get this distributed and put in Mm -hmm. front of people in a way that makes sense. And then B try to make our money back. Like we didn't put much money in, but like, we'd like to like make a little bit of money probably from it. Right. It's called the film industry. It's probably good just to break even. I bet. I would love to, you know, I, I put in some of my own money on it as did Kika, as did Chris. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a couple other like small investors and, you know, all together we were able to scrounge this like budget up. (laughs) Just got us by. Um, And, you know, then we had to make it during COVID, which is a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, so if we can break even, that'd be great. But really, I just want people, you know, I want to get it in front of people. And I think for all of us, it's just kind of like we wanted to challenge ourselves to like, can we just do this? Like, yeah, you know, like That's there's a, a lot of, have, yeah, man. yeah, dude. Yeah. So I'm just, there's so many people in Hollywood that talk the talk and they say they're, you know, 
they're gonna make stuff and they're filmmakers and i'm a director Mm -hmm. i'm a director Mm -hmm. yeah i want to be in hollywood and they go and they move you know from kansas city and they live right in hollywood because that's yep. where you got to be. It's like on Hollywood and Boulevard. Then three years <laughs> can, go by. And I can like, see what the if, stars. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like it's such a illusion, man. Hollywood is mm-hmm. fucking crazy. No one in their right mind goes to Hollywood unless you have to for a yeah. meeting or some, you know, fucking social thing. No yeah. one wants to be in Hollywood. That's fucking it's like Disneyland. <laughs> like, I go to I the only <laughs> my wife and I will go to Hollywood maybe once every three or four months. To people watch. Oh, yeah. From yeah. <laughs> the safety of our vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just drive right through. There's also that, that Star Wars bar there that's pretty dope. I'm not going to oh. lie. That place is cool. Oh, absolutely. Scum um, and villainy. Yes, yeah, scum and villainy. I love that place. Besides I that, Hollywood's to... trash. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I will, I will heavily promote scum and villainy. I went to the original opening of it, and I did wear this shirt, which is a Have a Drink With Me original. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, it's my first goal. Go sports. Number one match. But Dude, I need the- that shirt, man. That is like, oh. it, we joke about that. Like me, Sam and Clint have an ongoing joke in the office where we'll be by the water cooler mm-hmm. literally. And we'll just see who can bullshit the most about sports without cracking a smile <laughs> and well, keep it. <laughs> you can buy this shirt at shop.hadwm.com. Uh, Good but to know. Also, I almost wore my scum and villainy shirt because I went to the original opening of it and I got a little token. So I get a discount on all of my drinks because it was just, yeah, it was supposed to just be a pop-up and now it just, now it's here forever. That's like the equivalent of the Hollywood equivalent of having like the force. You can just like wave your token and get like a, (laughs) like discounted drink. I mean, it's not, maybe it's cool, Mm -hmm. but like, you know. That's pretty. It's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> I don't get to like reserve one of the cool booths or anything. Oh just, yeah, shit. I still have to stand like in the corner and hope hope for the best. But yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll try to get uh, Christian. You uh, Christian and I can can go sometime and I'll, uh, yeah. I'll get you guys like five percent off our drinks. Yes, <laughs> can drink five percent more then. <laughs> yeah. Well, we no, did uh, last season of Have a Drink with Me. Uh, Christian and I. Our topic was upcoming Star Wars stuff. So hell yeah. And he showed and there's me a his, lot his to talk lightsaber about. and everything. Oh, absolutely. Oh, did you show so, him your lightsaber too? Isn't oh, that... I don't have one. <gasps> Ooh, Was that a penis that. joke? Or... <laughs> uh, I don't, it's up to interpretation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Christian and I have seen each other's penises, but... Uh, oh, yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah he hasn't seen my lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's for Obi-Wan's eyes only. So yeah, yeah. we... We are, yeah, we are, we're getting to the end of this episode. We've already gone five minutes over what I told you we were going to go over, but you've got a drinking story that you want to share. Oh man. You said, uh, many of them. Well, I I don't know, man. I, it's either between my first or my last drinking story. I kind of want to hear both. Well, so my first drinking story, and this is going to sound fucked up. I was like 14, maybe not too fucked up, but so my mom on my mom's side of the family um she has belgian family like over in you know mm. her grandma um her mother her family so for, we got like really close to them cuz like we moved overseas for a couple of years to like the uk and that's yeah. like just a train w- ride away from belgium so like we reconnected with that side of the family and we went to visit them one year I was, yeah, 13, 13, 14, somewhere in there. 
And turns out that my like uncle, my great great uncle on that side of the family, is like a master vintner, and like he has his own family recipe for for making this sparkling apple wine, right? Mm. Pretty fucking Belgium of him, if I do yeah. say so. But <laughs> real fucking Belgium of Real you. fucking Belgian, dude. Okay, look. Belgians love to drink. All Europeans love to drink. But Belgians that's, love to when drink. When you said Belgium, that's, where I get that's it all I thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're known for like, their this beer. Is a, this is a drinking story for sure. Yeah, yeah, The man. word Belgium, yeah. And, you know, Belgium has notoriously amazing beer. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why they want to drink it all the time because it's so good. It's like, why would yeah. you drink anything else? But... They also make pretty damn good other stuff too, such as this apple champagne that was like a family recipe that, you know, has been passed down and they just happen to have a whole cellar full of it because they make it every year. Of course. And we, we were visiting for, you know, his and his wife's like 50th anniversary and it was a huge party and all the Belgian family came and like, I didn't know how to speak Flemish or Dutch or anything. We're like the Americans, right? Who are just visiting mm-hmm. and everyone's super nice, but you know, my cousin Ramon, and it's me, my cousin, my brother, and then his sister, my other cousin. You know, there's just all this champagne, and it was in glasses, and it was sitting right on a table, mm-hmm. and all the adults were super drunk. <laughs> so we just started, we just started taking it, That's what glass you do. by glass, yeah. all of us, and like. I don't know. I probably drank like six glasses, dude, throughout the day. And that was my <laughs> first experience. <laughs> yes. And it was amazing. I was so drunk off my ass. And I'd never, I'd never, I'd have like a sip of beer before, but I'd never like yeah. been like, yeah, I'm going to get drunk. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I was a shy kid. I was a late bloomer. And, you know, I, I was fucking stuck over in England away from all my friends. So like, I didn't really like do much like crazy Mm -hmm. shit, you know? So this was an amazing memory of mine, but it ended (laughs) with my mom getting really fucking pissed off and it's all a drunken blur. But I remember her sitting us down on the stairs and like yelling at us like, why are you drinking? Blah, blah, blah. And then like, (laughs) but I remember like my aunt, came and she like started like defending us like oh it's fine like they're just having a good time and that like i think is just like a slice of the mentality over there it's like yeah not i'm not advocating for children to be drinking but yeah don't drink until you're 21 children okay it's it's a much looser mentality let's just say that it's uh and i think because of that you i mean trust me you get a lot of alcoholics over there but there's a lot less emphasis on like the drinking culture right because yeah. it's just normal not yeah. there's like, no like see... yo you gotta drink dude exactly and yo, like you see that in american it. culture like, that's because... what i do <laughs> yeah but like like we all remember when we were in college and stuff it's like yeah we're gonna go drink tonight yeah we're gonna fucking go to the dam and we're gonna drink like there mm-hmm. it's like we'll do this and we'll socialize with friends but we'll have we'll you know maybe have beer Maybe have yeah. two or three, but like, there's no emphasis. I mean, obviously, this is well known, but the whole like the whole 21 thing, I think, makes kids drink more. To be honest, I think it. Yeah. If anything, encourages them to drink because it's now this huge built up thing, and 
you know, they can't be taught from a slightly younger age how to drink responsibly. So they mm-hmm. just go fucking ham yep. when they have the first inclination. So mm-hmm. I don't know that that first drinking experience. I mean, I'm not going to say I knew how to drink. I fucking got drunk yeah. off my ass <laughs> and yeah. was like falling over in front of my whole Belgian family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm 33 and I don't think I still uh, know yeah. how to drink. Yeah. Well, I know how to drink. You just do this. So it's yeah. uh, easy. But, um, and then, well, the last COVID, I mean, the last oh, Freud and slip, the last drinking story was, uh, <laughs> And I took a long break from drinking after this one. <laughs> so this was like, uh, this was April, late April of uh, this year. And it was a Friday. And, you know, COVID's winding down in LA. Or like that Absolutely. wave was winding yeah. down at that point. Like it had been really bad, like for the third wave. Yeah. And then like We're it just, started. just about to get into the no mask zone. Yep. Dude, uh, yeah. So like it was, and actually the pubs had opened for outdoor seating, you know, and yeah. like everyone was like, okay. Like, so I was like, come on guys to the corridor in the discord. I was like, let's just get a beer after work in downtown. And mm-hmm. so we do that. It's like me, Christian, Peter, a couple other people, Jordan, uh, Chase, couple other quarter people oh by the way I, no one knows this story so this is all podcast listeners is between us no but like, <laughs> yeah i mean i'm you know we're adults we like to have a couple drinks so yeah um we go out have a great time we go back to christian's place you know it that's where we met hell yeah boo, boo. yep chicken chunks and we <laughs> chicken chunks all day <laughs> we uh we have some whiskey and we're drinking more it's getting later and you know it was a contained group yeah. and and then you know things start getting blurry and next thing i know i'm in a jeep and when we're driving somewhere and then next thing i know after that i'm at this house party god oh knows where i don't know where but and there's all these people and i know a bunch of them Cause it's like some of Christian's friends, I think. And we have a crazy night, right? Wake up, go to work, a couple days pass. And then I start feeling real sick. Yeah. Uh Oh yeah. And, uh, go, go get COVID tested positive. Oh yeah. And yeah, that cringe you're feeling right now. Yes. Yes. When, when you, yeah. So turns out the host of that little shindig had COVID and, uh, and then we all did too. And I managed to pass that on. I, I got to earn my super spreader medal and passed it on to a couple coworkers and, Got to sit with that for about two weeks in quarantine alone in my room. Like uh, anyone who has That's COVID fun. can can relate to. Yeah. And, you know, after that, I was, I obviously felt fucking horrible because like yeah. I've been trying to take COVID seriously, like most people, yeah. at least on the West Coast or in an urban area um, and had not broken my circle. Like yeah. those quarter people, my girlfriend at the time. And mm-hmm. maybe my family, if I'd visit them, but even that I was like scared about. Oh yeah. And dude, it just felt so fucking bad. So I, I, oh, I bet. For, and like, I took a long break from drinking entirely after that. Cause I was just like, 
you know, drinking led to this, which maybe it did, but I think, you know, we, we mm. all just like wanted it to be over. So we'd let our guard yeah. down and that's what happened, man. And it's just, you know, it's, it is what it is and, you know, made peace with it, but that's like the worst drinking story I've had because, yeah. I mean, if I wasn't drinking, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, there were there's major consequences. And the thing is, man, you cannot tell me that you wouldn't have just gone to a house party. The thought of going to a house party during all of this is yeah, it was like I would do that if I wasn't drinking. So you're you're off the hook. I do love when you and I met. So we met at at Christian's place. I've known Christian for uh, over six years now. And he's like, oh, Nick, Nick's uh, coming over. I was like, oh, great. And then I shook your hand. And the first thing you said was, that's the first hand I've shaken since COVID. And I was Dude, like, it was. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just No, like, I remember that. I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this. It felt like dirty, yeah. sexy, but like a little yeah, dirty. Yeah, very sexy. Of, because I, I had been doing the same thing. I have my close circle. I've got my, my in-laws. And then my wife's like you know, three best friends from high school. I'm, I'm best friends with all of those girls' husbands. So it's like, I haven't left this circle. And then I don't know, randomly, like, I don't know why I, I met up with Christian. Oh, well, we did have a drink with me last season. Mm-hmm. And then he and I were in touch to like meet up and have drinks. And then we met up somewhere that was doing outdoor seating. Yeah, and then and then we met. But yeah, you shook my hand. You're like, you're the first hand I've touched uh, Dude, in like a year. <laughs> it's true, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think like I hesitated when you put your hand out. I was just like, okay, this is happening, you know? Yeah, I, well, it's been so long that it's like because yeah. I did the elbow thing. You're the, about, you you're the only you're the only person I think that I had met during COVID. Yeah, and I was like, there. <laughs> Uh, and then it's we, happening. And then we did it. But I do want to say thanks for not giving me COVID. Yeah, you're you're welcome, man. I think Prick. it was uh <laughs> I think that was before COVID. Yeah, it must have been because we were drinking. I, I took a break after I got COVID. Yeah, but, it was pre it was pre-COVID, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I you're, you're I remember welcome. I remember talking to Christian about the whole thing. Cause I was I was like, oh hey, uh, you know, you Nick and I should meet up again. And he's like, No, there's an outbreak. Yeah. I was like, oh, Dude, well, shit. It was, it was so shitty, man. It was so shitty. Because, um, yeah, I mean, everyone got it except for fucking Chase. I don't know. So Chase is one of our – he's like a, the newest editor mm-hmm. for the crew channel. He, he's an amazing editor, does a lot of the stuff for React. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he's a machine. He's a machine. Yeah. Um, but he fucking – he didn't get co- – like, he was right there with the rest of us. He was drinking, you know, whatever didn't get it it was fine yeah Tested do you guys hate him so. for that oh i i will never forgive him no i'm just kidding no he's yeah. he's all good i'm yeah I'm so because i yeah, still so can't everyone, smell everyone... right so you know it's <laughs> like fuck yeah man. yikes big yikes well, so everyone uh praise chase anyone uh listening watching uh find chase pick him up uh on a pedestal. steal his antibodies and condense yeah. them. <laughs> yeah suck his blood um all right, well, this sucks because we're at the end of the episode. Oh, man. Uh, oh, man, it's but... been an hour. Went by like that. Oh, I know. It's been an hour and three minutes. I wasn't expecting that at all. I told my wife <laughs> I'd be down for pizza eight minutes ago, but that's okay. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, Nick, where can we find you on social media? Oh, man. Um, I, Not I'm on, on Facebook. Instagram. Not on Facebook, yeah. 
my Facebook got deleted because I was inactive, so they just scrubbed my whole account. I did send you. I sent you a friend request after we met. Oh, that probably explains it. And then, and then it sat there, and I was like, "Oh well, I guess Nick didn't have fun with me." (laughs) No, yeah, it it was definitely personal. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. you deleted Facebook because of my friend request. (laughs) I was just, I couldn't face that request. Yeah, you were like, um, I I do want to say when we met, when we first met. We were at Christian's until 3 a.m. Yeah. And I kept texting my wife. I was like, I'm having so much fun. It's going to be a little bit later. And then I got home and I was like, I can't remember the last time that I stayed up with the boys (laughs) past like 10 o'clock. And it was just so fun. We were listening to music and talking about like condensed chicken soup. Yeah. And... And then, and then I was like, oh, I added, I, yeah, I added you on, on Facebook. Yeah. And then it just went unnoticed for a while. And I was like, yeah. oh, cool. I well, thought we had something Nick, special. Nick hates me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should have just messaged me on Instagram because I'm over there. I, I'm much more active on that, that platform because, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be these days, have yeah. some social media presence. So I actually post yeah. pretty often. I post, you know, behind the scenes of Corridor Crew and. If mm-hmm. we have a new guest for React coming in, I'll post little sneak peeks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I mean, uh, what's your what's your Instagram handle? I think I cut. It's you just off my name. It's it. it's Nick Laurent N I C K L A U R A N T. So it's all lowercase, all one word. Yeah. Great. Okay. And then where can everyone find uh, Corridor? Corridor well, Crew. Yeah, I mean Google is the easiest way to do that, but yeah. you know Corridor Crew. That's uh, the channel I, I run, and we do React videos. And really, React is maybe a too it hits the marketing, but really those videos are really like explaining and like educating. Yeah. That's what yeah, I love it's about very, those videos. Very informative, and I, and I will say I, I'm going to give you and, and Christian because you guys have been on the show. I'm going to give you guys full credit for have a drink with me moving into uh, the video side of things because. Uh, after I interviewed Christian, I had told him that I, that I saw, I randomly saw, uh, one of the react videos, saw him on that. And I was like, holy shit. I had no idea that you were part of this. <laughs> oh, well. And, um, and then I, I, I put more focus into my YouTube channel because oh, yeah. of, uh, everything that you guys do. And it's gotten me uh, awesome. more excited about filmmaking and my writing and all that stuff. Dude. All of my hobbies that we have not, uh, discussed. We'll do that in part two. Dude, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, everyone, uh, listeners, viewers, you need to know uh, Corridor, uh, Corridor Digital, and follow Corridor Digital, follow Corridor Crew, uh, everything on YouTube and social media because it's super fun. You get to see how movies are made, uh, how CGI is kind of uh, broken down. You get Seth Rogen on episodes. You yeah. get, oh my God, Adam Savage. Adam Savage Adam- is coming on. Yeah, we just had him in last week, man. Yep, it's uh, it's very exciting. Uh, how stunts are done, everything. Uh, it's it's the quintessential uh, YouTube channel for how things are done behind the scenes in yeah. movies and TV. And all um, nerds are welcome. Come be with us and and appreciate media and entertainment because we we I, if if I'm explaining to like a boomer like about like what we do, I'm like, mm-hmm. do you remember the behind the scenes on DVDs? Yeah, that's what we do. But like, we make it fun, you know, like it's and you don't get that anymore. Like you don't get behind the scenes content. So I feel like we're kind of filling that gap, you know. Um, So, yeah, come on over. Check it out. There's 
so many fucking videos. It's there's so much stuff to catch up on, and it's just a lot of fun. So come over to Corey oh, yeah. Crew, check it out. So. Super fun. <laughs> uh, to our viewers and our listeners, follow our show on social media at h a d w m. Buy our merch at shop h a d w m dot com. Subscribe, like, comment. You guys know all the YouTube uh, bullshit. Um, and thank you, Nick, for joining the show. Cheers. Dude, Dylan, thank you so much for having me, man. Cheers. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Got to down this. <laughs>